Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the podcast inspired by the podcast Too Beautiful to Live, thumbs up emoji. In the Mayfair Lane Studios in the historic Allentown neighborhood of Buffalo, New York, I'm Bobby Pape. And joining me for this Monday edition of the show from the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne Danger Lundholm. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Bobby. You're going to have the latest Clippy in your Microsoft updates all nice and loaded now. Uh, I told you guys when I finally got on the line, I have learned a valuable lesson this morning, which is never to allow Windows to do updates the morning before you record, regardless of whether you think eh, 25 minutes, that's plenty of time. Because guess what? It's not. Never is. And at the Deerblind Studios in the Mountain Room at the ranch in Manchac, Texas, it's veteran podcaster Mike Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bobby. And I I rolled that dice, those dice this morning as well, because I, I think I got he, he settled in at 835 and it was saying, hey, do you want to, you know, reload <laughs> Firefox and you know, do some updates? And I go, yeah, yeah, thir- 25 minutes. That sounds good. And it worked fine. <clears throat> but But I agree with you. It, it's a dangerous game. You never know. Don't do it, because I've been burned by it before. <laughs> the most dangerous game. <laughs> and there she is from our parents' bathroom in the aggressively air-conditioned Glen Lake Studios in Dallas, Texas. It's the transcontinental Hillary H. Bomb Livingston Butler. Welcome back to America, Hillary. Uh, um, how do they say, uh, au revoir? I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know. That's just, I picked it up when I was over there, so. Oh, off I'm Peterson, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I need to switch off my mobile. <laughs> um, hello, I'm back. Aggressively American. Um, I'm back. And I will be on another, uh, ocean in a week. So I am really am transcontinental, but hi guys. I am, Bobby's right. Yeah. I am in my parents' house, and I, so I've decided since I don't pay for the HVAC, I cranked it down to a balmy sixty-six degrees. Whoa! <laughs> so, <laughs> it's really hot here, so you know they can take it. Uh, it's been a while since we've made a direct appeal for jam money, but I'm worried if Hillary <laughs> gets a bill <laughs> from her parents. <laughs> I'm the youngest. There's no way I would send it back. They would. My dad would never. <laughs> I'm challenging him now to send me the bill. <laughs> he does listen. Right. Isolate that spike <laughs> over the weekend. <laughs> see, did you see where it went crazy here? We're gonna do a little LRB business, followed by some discussion of the last week of TBTL, some housekeeping, and we'll tell you how you can get involved with our show. And why don't you tell us about some urgent pressing upcoming LRB business less than one week on Monday when this comes out it will be four more sleeps is that what (laughs) yeah four more sleeps until the LRB picnic 5 p.m. Friday July 26th Richmond Beach Park in Shoreline we are all getting very excited to see each other and all of the Wagoneers uh, as you know, it is a potluck. You may bring whatever your little heart desires, as long as they don't have sneaky meat in them. Remember, mm-hmm. obvious meat, fine. Sneaky meat, <laughs> not okay. And shrimp aspic salad, off the list. Oh. Off. I'm off worried the that list. we have invited someone to bring it ironically, and I just don't. 
No. Don't. Uh, it, no. It's not funny. You'll think you're funny, but one of my one of my mom's specialties, and my mom is a fantastic cook. She really, really is. But one of her specialties is tomato aspic, and I'm like, I've never liked it. My sisters love it. She has friends asking her to make it for them, and I'm always like, oh. <laughs> and don't like it. Don't 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 bring it. I mean, I don't often not... quote Terry Bradshaw, but but when I do, I'm serious, and as not funny, <laughs> not funny. <laughs> Don't test Mike's commitment to this bit, guys. <laughs> I'm yeah, I am yeah, this is not a bit. Not a bit. But as long as you're not bringing shrimp aspect salad, you are welcome <laughs> to our picnic yeah. and we hope to see you there. Are you okay, Hillary? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I did like that Mike used my my gross out cough, my gag cough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TM. <laughs> Uh, moving on, Hillary, fill us in. What All right. The, uh, what was the sound of music like in real life? <laughs> it was a beautiful, lovely. Okay, here's a brief recap of my trip. So, uh, as you know, if you've been listening, my my mom and my sisters and I went on a European vacation. Um, we first went to Budapest, which I used to get annoyed when people said Budapest because I thought that sounded pretentious, but everybody there pronounces it that way, so I'm just going to go with it. Um, and then we took the train to Vienna. Um, anyway, Budapest was amazing. I had actually been there once before and didn't really like it that much, but I was also 22 years old, so what do 22-year-olds know? I loved it this time. It was so, it was beautiful, and the people were lovely. I think in the last, whatever, 19 years, it's gotten a little bit more westernized in just that more people speak English, and it's just a little bit easier to get around. Um, anyway, we had a lovely time there. It's just a really beautiful city. Um, I did go out. My sisters and I went out one night like we, like we were in college, and we really felt it the next day. But we had a really... <laughs> Really good time. Uh, mm -hmm. We met some Irish gentlemen and some Australian ladies, and we had we lived it up. Um, anyway, gentlemen, no, not at all. But uh, but it was really really fun. Um, <laughs> Irish guys, Irish guys, yeah, Irish dudes. They, on, they, call, they called it a a, <laughs> a buck party, which I guess oh, is like no. a stat. I know. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Whatever. It was really fun. Um, and then, where did we go? Oh, then we took the train to Vienna, and we spent three days there. And one of the days, we weren't really in Vienna. And I had a really good time in Vienna, another place I had been before, but it was in that same trip, so it was a long time ago. And I really liked Vienna. We didn't spend all of our time there, because one day we went, uh, we had a, a tour guide, but he, he was more of a driver with some extra information that took us to... Um, Melk, um, Salzburg, and um, Hallstatt, which were sort of in the mountains, not sort of, they were in the mountains of Australia, Australia, Austria. And it was so, so beautiful. The guy that drove us literally did not stop talking the whole time. But like, he wasn't giving us like information about what was going on. He was just talking about his life growing up in Croatia. Oh, no. I am not usually rude, but I was like a teen. I put in my AirPods because I was like, I can't listen mm -hmm. anymore. Like, I can't keep reacting and going, oh, oh, uh -huh, oh, okay. It ended up being sort of funny by the end because it was so ridiculous. Uh, anyway, but we had a really pretty, a really good time. Salzburg was lovely, as you all have seen. I, I danced around the gardens like I was 
Maria, um, which I'm sure embarrassed everybody in my family, but that's okay. Um, and Hallstatt really was one of the prettiest places I've ever been, but it was, there were so many tourists there and in Salzburg, honestly, there were just so many people there that it, it, I don't know. After a while I was like, okay, I get it. Like it's pretty and it's cool, but I'm like ready to move on and I don't need to go shopping at like Louis Vuitton or whatever, because I don't like, I can get that in the States. I don't really care. You know, it was a lot of shopping, which is not as interesting to me. Um, and then we spent the last day in Vienna and again, like I, Vienna was great. We just weren't there as much. So I didn't absorb like the essence of Vienna. And strangely, I thought when I was there before that Vienna was easier to get around because I don't know, it's a little bit more Westernized this time. I felt, I don't know. I guess it's all based on if people speak English, which is sort of horrible and embarrassing, but it's like people in Budapest wanted us to like them. So they were like speaking English and made it really easy to get around. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Vienna, they're like, fuck you. We speak German, like deal with it. (laughs) Um, And so it was just a little bit kind of, especially when I'm like with my sisters and my mom, we're all just kind of trying to negotiate our way around. But regardless, we had a really, really, really good time. And we lucked out. The weather was like, amazing it was in the 70s the whole time i think the week previous it had been they said 40 celsius and i embarrassingly have to look Ooh. that up every time but that's like brutal and kind hot. of like we were talking about and you know in the northeast and the upper midwest like the air conditioning capacity isn't as good as it is like in texas so they're just not ready for it like it's not it's, they're not ready for it so we lucked out that it was not extremely hot so anyway it was a lovely time I'm sad to be back, but I am excited to go, um, you know, party it up in Shoreline. Uh, no, I'm really, I, I'm really, really excited. Exotic Shoreline. <laughs> Listen, though, I don't have to travel. I love my sisters and my mom dearly, but traveling by myself is like a dream. I can just listen to whatever mm-hmm. I want to listen to, watch whatever I want to watch. Oh, briefly, on that note, I have a Who Needs a Movie Plane Edition quickly. So the plane on the way back was Awesome. It was like one of those newish planes. I think kind of what Andrew and Luke were talking about this week where like the the um, windows like almost shade them. Like you can't they, you can't draw like a shade like they shade themselves at night uh, to make everybody sleep. It's really cool. And, and you get your own little like movie pod thing where you can just, you know, shuffle through whatever movies you want to see. Now, I probably should have watched some movies that I hadn't seen. But, you know, sometimes when you're on a plane, you just want to watch like comfort stuff Mm -hmm. okay so i watched four movies in the trip from we had to connect through madrid so from madrid to dallas i watched four movies one i did because at some point mike and i will do a star is born (laughs) and so i did watch a star is born i took three times or four times that you've watched three times it's three times but i took copious notes while i was there my sister was like are you texting and i was like no 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 I'm I'm t- I'm writing notes, um, and it's basically like mm, Bradley Cooper's hot. Mm, the song's so good. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. I need to get this down while it's fresh in my mind. <laughs> um, and then I was like, okay, I need to watch a movie that I haven't seen, and there were a lot of really good ones. Like, if Beale Street could talk, I know I should watch that. I just wasn't. I don't know. I just couldn't get there. So I, for some reason. I don't know if I was drunk or if I was just kind of a little bit loony. I decided to watch Free Solo. I don't know if any of y'all have seen that, but it's about the guy. That's, Never, ever, uh, <laughs> ever will I see this movie. It is, this guy, like, he's a, an amazing athlete, but he's psychotic. Um, 
He's the one that free climbs, and he wanted to free climb El Capitan. Anyway, it was... It's good. It's really good. It won the Oscar for Best Documentary last year. It's really good. Maybe not the wisest choice on a plane to watch because I'm like covering my eyes, like mm, I can't. Watch As you're it. flying over mountains, <laughs> I or, you know. uh, uh, I don't really understand. I don't understand that kind of mind frame. I just don't understand doing something that, like, I don't know. He knows he's going to die of this at some point. Like, that's just how he's going to mm-hmm. die. Anyway, it was. And I liked it. I thought it was very cool, and it really. The filming, I'm sure they invented all these new ways of filming and whatever, drone kind of technology. It was amazing, but it was fucking insane. Um, the only movie I ever walked out of was Cliffhanger, starring Sylvester <laughs> Stallone and, <laughs> and whatever the woman was from Northern Exposure. Uh, Janine Turner. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't because of the acting? Is what you're saying? Uh, should have been, but uh, no... No, 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 no. I just couldn't take it. I, I, I realized as an adult, I just, I, I can't do it. I can't. Yeah. I can't take it. So, I, so uh, that movie would probably throw me into some sort of a, a, a um, panic attack. It would. It would. For sure. No, it was insane. The only thing that you would like, Mike, is his girlfriend in it. It's very cute. Like, extremely cute. And I'm like, what are you doing with him? Because this is not a match. Well, I can dig that. Yeah, she's very cute. I, I, I mean, I was like, wow, she's so, I mean, she like just gets cuter and cuter. I'll send a picture. Um, okay, so the third movie I watched, again, this is when I, I didn't really want to sleep on the plane because we were getting back at like 8 p.m. And I really wanted to like get home and go straight to sleep. But I was getting a little sleepy at this point. So I thought, I want to put something on in the background. So this is such an excellent movie. I just, it's so quiet that it puts me to sleep is All the President's Men. Great movie. Awesome movie. Love it. One of my favorite movies. It's amazing. But it is extremely quiet. And Mm so I like all of a sudden I was like, (sighs) and I woke up like, Mm -hmm. you know, towards the end. Um, Jason Robards deserved that Oscar. He's fantastic. Um, and you know, weirdly, I thought Dustin Hoffman was sort of cute. I never thought a, like a five foot one man could be cute, but he was sort of <laughs> hunky in 1976 or whatever. Who did Robards lose to? Do you, no, do you no, Jason Robards won. He was the he only person it. that won. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. He was yeah. so good. God, he was so good. Um, okay, final movie. This is a tough one for me because it used to be one of my favorite movies, and I'm. It is very problematic when I watch it back. I loved High Fidelity in college. I would watch it over and over and over again. Now, I still think it's really funny, and I still know so many lines from it. But when you watch it now, you're like, God damn it, this guy's an asshole. Like, it's not even... And he he learns at the end that he's an asshole, sort of. But it like, but it's kind of played for comedian. It's just as... It was a little bit eye-opening that I thought that he was very charming. And now I'm like, oh, God... Um, but whatever, it was still entertaining. And then we landed and that, (laughs) that is my plane edition. (laughs) I see you started this who needs a movie segment by saying that on planes, you don't watch the quality of movies that you normally would. But when the last time I was on a long flight, I watched the chips movie and the Baywatch movie. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think we have different scales on. No, yeah. it's like it's all a, it's, my pretensions to intellectualism fly out the window when I'm on an airplane. Right, right. No, mine is less about pretension. Mine is more about like comfort, meaning like I don't want to see anything that I haven't seen before, except Free Solo, apparently, which is weird. Um, I wanted to like 
Sunday, like comfort food. And not like a, it's like, I mean, I would have watched some. Jo- Listen, I looked for sneakers. I fully, I was like, is it here? Is it here? And I just like go back to the S's and I'm like, well, it's not here. Um, I, it was more just, I've seen High Fidelity so many times that I was like, oh, it's like putting on like a, you know, nice sweater that I've owned for a while. Um, but had I seen Baywatch or the chips movie previously, I probably would have put it on. Oh no, don't bother with the chips movie. <laughs> Wait, is the chips yeah. one is that the one that Dax did? Did yeah. he do that one? It, yeah. It's it's terrible. Michael Pena. Yeah, yeah. The Baywatch movie was fun. I thought, well, and it yeah. was stupid, but it knew. We it was... saw it at the Alamo. I thought it was, it was better than it was. My expectations were low going into that movie, and it beat them. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was stupid, but it was fun. Uh, and the Chips movie was just stupid. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be worse. You could be like all the way down to like Mamma Mia four, and then you just want to open the door of the airplane <laughs> and just walk out. I did cry during Mamma Mia too, so I don't know about that. Because you had to watch it. No, it's really good. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. You would cry at the it's end, this too. this or it's Blue's really Clues. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, we're very happy to have you back. I'm happy I, to You did back. have to declare TBTL bankruptcy on one of those. I did. I listened to the shows, right? I, so. I, d- I listened to, it was the second week, which honestly, I wish I had done it for the first week, but um, the, I'd listened to the two Phyllis shows because I wanted, I like Phyllis and I wanted to, oh, and good. I was like hearing all the hubbub about it. So I listened to two Phyllis shows. The other three, I, I let y'all inform me on what happened. <laughs> y'all well, did missed, my listening. We missed your sparkling commentary on them and we're <laughs> glad to have you back. I'm glad to be back. Uh, let's move on to some more business. This is my business, and um, oh, no. I think that Mike may have cursed me. Oh, no. uh, in any case, Mike, I am holding you responsible for what happened to me this week. What did I? What? What did I do? <laughs> um, I love that tone in your voice. So last week on the recap, you and Meredith and I talked about tattoos. Remember, and I was mock offended that Meredith just assumed that I didn't have any tattoos. Of course, she was correct, completely correct. And you said that instead of tattoos, my body art was all the burns I got from baking. And I was like, ah, that's funny. And then I went down and burned the shit out of myself on the oven that (laughs) afternoon. (laughs) How did it happen? What happened? I was trying to rotate. I, no, I was trying to rotate uh, pans in the oven because yeah. I was baking two tarts. So, yes. yeah, I had them on baking trays, and I was balancing one on a tray on my arm, uh, and it kind of slid back into the crick of no. my elbow. And no, no, no. Oh, it, it hurts a lot. <laughs> no. So I just think yeah. I don't know what oh. it is. You're not in the coven, so you should not be able to do those sorts of things. But I can only draw a line of causality between your statement and then what happened to me i guess i guess just my you know i have a shotgun approach to my schadenfreude it just i <laughs> fire it all over the universe and so you know someplace some places it sticks but, occasionally but i actually do feel feel bad bad about that because you were you were trying to do something good in this world which is bake so you should not be punished for that i mean my my memories of burning my arms on those deck ovens in the pizza restaurant um, are of you know showing up to work, uh, completely wasted, <laughs> and then trying to rotate pizzas in the back of the deck oven. Um, 
you know, because you get the little little thing with the hook and you're reaching back there and then you smell something burning and then you look at it. Oh, yeah, that's 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 my arm. Yep, <clears throat> that's my arm burning. Uh, it's not good. And uh, it it's as much as it hurts in the moment. No fucking way. It's going to, you know, I, it's going to hurt as much in the moment as it's going to hurt once it starts to settle. That, those burns are bad. Yep. And I really apologize about that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a very weird spot because it is right in the crook of the elbow. So there's yeah, a lot of yeah. movement and it's hard to do anything with it. Uh-huh. I found some big band-aids that were big enough to cover it. But the skin there is so sensitive. I think the glue is uh-huh. giving my skin a reaction. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. sorry, Hillary. Well- so. And you're always moving that area, so it's not like it is ever yeah. like stasis. Like it just is always kind of being flexed. Yep. But you know, it was a good chance to show it off at work and say, "See, see what I do for you, people." <laughs> yes. And get some sympathy. That's right. <laughs> Buy me so. another mixer. Come on. <laughs> that is my my sad tale of woe <laughs> for this week. Or get me a second oven. That's what you need. You need like three ovens. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Hmm. Remodel I, my kitchen. <laughs> I worked a video shoot this week with uh, my music director and a local TV personality, former TV personality, um, who used to be an arts and entertainment critic on local news back when that was a thing that existed before all of those jobs were killed so that they could be replaced with uh, pre-taped national segments um, that coddled the balls of our president. And... Um, yeah, sorry. Well, it is what it is. Uh, but we were doing this sort of interview about the season ahead in her house, and we had some time to kill, so I was hanging out in her gorgeous recently remodeled kitchen. We also do receptions there sometimes. And I noticed for the first time she now has two dishwashers side by side. Whoa. Mm. And so she That's can always. That's someone who throws a big party. Right. She can always be yeah. washing a- ABW. <laughs> ABW. Oh, it. <laughs> It could be frustrating even when there are just two or three of us here, you know, um, when when my mother-in-law is visiting and she cooks like every meal every day, like the dishwasher can barely keep up, mm-hmm. you know, Our- and I load it constantly. I'm always doing dishes, but, but uh, yeah, when, when they're here doing that, you know, that uh, Cullen cooking fast and furious, it just, it, it's hard for old Clip Clop to, to, to keep up with just one dishwasher. And if you had your druthers... What would be your oven setup in your current kitchen that your current kitchen could accommodate? Something high, eye level, three, four ovens? What do you What do you want? Oh, I don't know. I haven't even thought about it because my current kitchen is not large. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I honestly, I would like more cupboard space more than I would like a different oven. I would like a pantry, uh-huh. a little walk-in pantry where I could yes. store extra sugar and yes. flour and crap. We go out, Anne's place just has a silo behind it. <laughs> uh-huh. A tough shed on the patio. <laughs> it would have to be chipmunk proof, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Um, all right. Bobby, you've been out and about, and not just with arts and entertainment type shoots. Right. I, uh, you know, honestly, I find it worrying that you are using Jeremy as your... Travel guide. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, yeah. I mean, how I just don't I think that's using the best judgment. I couldn't help myself after seeing his pictures in the middle of nowhere. They made me also want to go to the middle of nowhere. Uh, 
this was this was a happy accident uh happy coincidence um no no it wasn't <laughs> no it wasn't was it i there's nothing happy about that place that place is deeply disturbing <laughs> well okay let's let's talk about the contrasts between my trip and jeremy's so uh, instead of fleeing from work and going to the Midwest, I was going to the Midwest for work. Uh, I, I, as I've mentioned before, I have this new side project that sends me to various places that I probably shouldn't name the companies I'm working with for non-disclosure reasons. I don't know. But I'll put it this way. My last gig was in a city called Nevada, Missouri. The capital A on the run sheet's not a mistake. They pronounce it Nevada. <laughs> And I wrote it that way so that I would remember to say it correctly. Uh, Nevada, Missouri, population 3,800 and something, I think. Um, and in fact, when we pulled into town, you could see the population had been updated, like another sign had been bolted over the population number. So I assume somebody just had a kid or somebody died. Oh. <laughs> so 3,000 and something. And uh, we were working at a big factory in town, uh, which you could easily figure out if you just Google Nevada, Missouri factory. And uh, we also had a lot of time to kill. So rather than buying a $400 car or $600 car off of Craigslist or whatever, uh, I rented uh, a Chevy Cruze like a normal person. (laughs) (laughs) And so we had a rental car and time to kill. And what do you do when you're an hour south of Missouri? We'd already gone to a Royals game. We did that Sunday after we landed in Kansas City before we went down uh, to Nevada. There's not much around, you know, we're about an hour from Joplin and maybe an hour and 20 minutes from Oklahoma and about 25 minutes from the middle of nowhere, Southeast Kansas, uh, which we did also go take a quick drive through Kansas, particularly impressed by the billboard for the bail bondsman. Who's also a tow truck driver. I feel like he's double dipping. <laughs> oh, smart guy. That's I just like practical. That. Right. He yeah, comes to, they're, to... They're, they got me, you know, come out here i'll you know right you don't me out get you, my car you don't even really have to call him for the second call like yeah it's amazing he I already like scooped up your car stop shop yeah he knows where you are uh and that was where we <laughs> right, also saw right. the church sign for uh use uh uh was it use sun sunscreen to avoid sin burn or yes. something <laughs> oh right sun s-o-n yes so that was yeah. uh the highlights of kansas but on the Missouri side, uh, I, we couldn't help. And in fact, I wasn't even the person who suggested this. It was my friend Dana, who I was traveling with, who was eager to go to the Precious Moments Museum and Chapel in Carthage, Missouri. And so for those I think of you it's who... unfair of you to dump this on Dana. It was her idea. It sincerely was her idea. I, I will send you all the picture of her holding up the t-shirt that she bought for her boyfriend. She absolutely wanted to go and who was i to deny someone a trip to the precious moments museum and chapel i i I think i could not deny them but i think i could sit in the parking lot while they went to the (laughs) chapel of Uh, that horrendous horrendous place where they pray to the old creepy gods and the new Something that particularly tickled us about the parking lot. You pull in. There's a lot of signs off the highway. There are big billboards telling you where to turn. It's it's in the middle of nowhere, but it's also like on a sort of residentially road. There's houses and fields, and then suddenly there's this thing. And across the street, there is an overflow parking lot. 
If you build it, weirdos will come. <laughs> that that's that was the slogan. As if I it just gets think so busy. You could have had a perfectly fine time back at the motel watching HGTV while Dana took the car and went to the Precious Moments yes. Museum. Yes. You were not required. Oh, to have accompany. a good time. Could you bring me back a fish sandwich but, with extra pickles? But thanks. The spectacle. You, I can't resist a study in humanity. Good point. So, uh, yes, uh, figurines abound. Lawn statues based on the figurines that look like they're going to come to life like a Doctor Who episode and kill you when you turn away. Um, the the murals in the chapel, just truly disturbing. And stained glass depictions of biblical stories oh, as, as told by the moments. Precious Moments. Oh, my oh God. God. <laughs> Isn't Carthage also where Gone Girl takes place? I feel like this all fits into a narrative. I only got about 14 pages into Gone Girl and I never saw the movie. So next time I'm on a long flight, maybe I'll dial it up. Uh, I I, I will spare everyone the details, but the pictures, of course, were, you know, on Facebook and on Instagram. So if you want to see me and Dana embracing the chapel at Precious Moments, I brought Sam back one of those penny machine pennies of the Precious Moments logo. Sure. So I got her a 51 cent souvenir. Yeah. I also mailed a couple you of people. You have to bring back a talisman that can summon the darkness uh, to your home in Buffalo. Uh, I also brought back a couple of, or mailed out a couple of postcards to people. I believe I'm one of them. So I just further spreading the curse yeah. of the. Praise him in giant letters. Now they have seven weeks to go to the Precious Moments Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a circle of creep. Uh, but yeah, Nevada, Missouri was otherwise great. Uh, if you ever end up there, I would say go to White Grill, which is an old school little diner Racist. counter. Uh, yep. yep. <laughs> I didn't say it was a white only grill. I just said it was called White Grill. Though it's it's been around since 1938, so probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and uh, get, get a burger and some Suzy Q fries. That's their thing. Uh, and also the only thing that was open after our evening enrollments was Sonic. So I had Sonic for dinner three nights in a row. Mm. I like Sonic. Well, so do I, but on the third night I was really, you know what Sonic doesn't have on their menu as far as I could tell? A salad. I can't remember the last time I wanted a salad so badly as when I got out of Nevada, Missouri. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this week I'll be in, uh, Hutchinson, Minnesota for a couple of days for the same job. And Anne, I fly in on Tuesday through your beautiful uh, MSP. So hopefully we can catch up at some point before we head on to Seattle. That would be great. We'll discuss it offline. Although if anyone's randomly going to be in the Twin Cities and maybe wants to go to a Twins game Tuesday night, drop me a line. Maybe we can make it work. Oh, fun. Uh, and that's it for me. Now that I've sufficiently haunted you with figurines. <laughs> Well, um, I guess it's time to turn to the TVTL portion of this 40 minutes later. (laughs) Uh, Let's take a look at a few throw your phones before we get into the week in review. Uh, We had one from Kalina. 
who says, aw, hugging my phone so hard listening to Friday's clip show, CrossFit Eli is my little brother. And that episode was way before I started listening to TBTL, so I had never heard it before, although he has told me about it many times. I'm in love with this episode and that book Anne recommended. Thank you, Kalina. And for the record, Eli doesn't believe in CrossFit or paleo anymore for all the reasons Anne and Christy (laughs) mentioned. And then Kalina continues, I've mostly broken up with TBTL. I just send it a drunken text at 3 a.m. every once in a while to check in. <laughs> the Australian trip was total bullshit. <laughs> but I'll still ride or die for LRV. I loved Mike's movie podcast idea from a few weeks ago. When are we getting that? Well, Soon. it's in the works. <laughs> the Hillary notes have been taken. Hillary is noting how hot Bradley Cooper is, so... <laughs> I've taken down some scene notes and I'm going to put a, a show sheet together soon. Um, Hillary's obviously been very busy traveling the world and I've had a personal matter that I've been fucking dealing with. But uh, but we don't want to do it half-assed. This is going to be a fully ass. Full ass. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, an ass that an Irish tourist could really get behind. <laughs> shut up, shut up. goodness all right um we have some sparkling commentary from ellen that i really enjoyed ellen was back in the thick of it this week she says okay quiz time is over and i'm back their job is too dynamic to come up with quarterly (laughs) goals question mark question mark question mark question mark they literally talk about the same goddamn things every day i love them for it it's very comforting but the idea that they shouldn't set goals and see if they've met them is insane there's a lot of thrive talk this week so mm-hmm. one thing i love about uh, ellen is when she gets worked up i just picture her storming around you know because she's so <laughs> tiny uh-huh. you know just storming around her house stomping and like <laughs> oh it's adorable <laughs> but i'm just as mad as she is that small woman's anchor is adorable <laughs> yeah right Right? I'm sure let me, she let appreciates me, that. Let me give let me let me bring some muscle to that. You know, who do you want me to kill? <laughs> well, Ellen came back to us again shortly, probably, I don't know, fifteen or twenty minutes later, with <laughs> yeah. a game a week. No. <laughs> I shouldn't comment and listen at the same time. Andrew says, quote, I think the listeners like it, unquote. If only there was a way they could know. <sighs> I had the exact same Uh, reaction to that and again i don't mind a quiz as long as it's a quiz that's i don't know relevant and prepped maybe researched not not just like 50 questions oh my god (laughs) please um yeah no we can't sustain a quiz a week i think the uh 10 (laughs) quizzes in a row almost did a lot of us in (laughs) And then uh, finally, Ellen says, Thursday, me chiming in along with the drop. Hello, and welcome to Top Story in my best posh British British accent, Andrew. I'm good at that one, too. (laughs) I'm really good at that. Andrew, quote, do we have time for this, man? We have Blur's Days, too, unquote. Me, no! God damn it. Blur's Days do not get priority over Top Story. (laughs) Stomp, Ellen. (laughs) (laughs) And Blur's Days are, man, that's like the biggest topic for 
the whole yeah. week. Basically. Oh, ho, the cracks are showing in Blur's <laughs> days. Mm-hmm. For all the and insisting, my prints are nowhere on it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Andrew thinks that this. you are. No, Andrew thinks oh, that you are. So it doesn't of matter. course, of course, of <laughs> course. But, but seriously, though, people, I have not chimed in on on that Slack thing. Whatever. I've been. Yep. I've, I've been, not put it on the stands. I, I. I've not commented on it. I've been like, boy, you're looking at it just to see, but. Uh-huh. I don't also whatever I mean and you know I we get frustrated that they don't want to be involved with the reader readers with the listeners um in any format but then they were like oh slack this is this you know new frontier of positivity and now I'm sure he's like (laughs) like Andrew you don't need to be and don't you get like don't answer you get your feelings hurt too easily like don't be in here you've gone from next door tbtl on facebook to like ring tbtl on <laughs> on slack oh, it's all the same idiots yeah. sorry no yeah. sorry it's all the same wonderful fans of the show um congregating and they're just doing it in a different place well but the yeah. thing is that's frustrating is that they're not they weren't being ugly or anything like the original no. post is not like i hate blur's days i hate it but it was just more mm-hmm. like let's talk about you know honestly about the show that we listen to that we're all here grouped it's not just like positivity 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 and they get their feelings hurt every time that there's like a slight it was so slight Mm -hmm. like it was not ugly at all anyway yeah it's it's not possible to create a criticism free environment for a piece of entertainment which is what the show is frighteningly boring i mean (laughs) because i'm sure the precious moments you know, website is just all, oh, yeah, this is awesome. You know, there's nobody going, does anyone else, uh, does this make anyone else nervous? Any of this? <laughs> they don't allow that shit. Well, I don't know. I, I think that we can just step back and see if Blur's Days goes into a long death spiral or not. We'll, we'll see. You know, the, yeah. Luke is right. No, the, people, the people that submit things to Blur's Days really enjoy it. Yeah. But, you know, that's five people a week who are kind of tickled by it because mm-hmm. it's from them or about them or whatever. And so, I don't blame them at all no. either. As long as this, as long as this segment exists, yeah. use it. Yep. Get it. Yep. <laughs> Go for it. You know, when it's gone, it's gone. I won't miss it. But, you know, I don't blame you for wanting to hear your name called or your, no. your loved one's name. As we've said, they've, they've shut down so many channels for interaction with them that yeah. why wouldn't you take this opportunity to yeah. get some sort of connection? Hey, with they're the going to read it. You've got yep. one shot a year to get listener feedback bum, on the bum, show. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> one shot. <laughs> your chance to blurs. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> let's let's consolidate Blair's Days down to just Eminem's birthday. <laughs> Whenever Marshall Mathers' birthday is, that's one day on, a year I'm they read listener at... email. <laughs> Hillary, you're forty first. Don't miss your chance. To oh, play. his is ten. His is ten days before mine. So, you know, perfect. So his it. birthday is basically <laughs> absorbed into the to the festival that is your birthday. 
Yeah, like Hillary's birthday is a black hole. Everything else just gets sucked into it. <laughs> it's like it's like a minor Mardi Gras parade. You know, it's one of those off to the side oh, minor na- neighborhood. Uh, yeah, exactly. Minor. It's a major holiday. Right. Well, it just it, it has its own gravity. That's all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all. All right, that's uh, throw your phones for now. Let's let's get into some content, guys. All right. Yeah. What? Thumbs up emoji. Um, <laughs> uh, this week in We Hate Ringo, I'd like to propose an alternate title for this segment that unfortunately keeps coming back. I'd like to consider naming it, I don't want to work, I want to bang on the drummer all day. <laughs> nice. Good job. As long uh, as it's not, I want to bang the drummer all day. Because I don't want to bang Ringo. <laughs> No, no, definitely on. I want to bang on the drummer all day. <laughs> all right, uh, a lot of great drummer jokes though. If, if you if you hung around um, people who've fucked a lot of musicians, there are a lot of good drummer jokes out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Luke and Andrew hate Ringo's birthday event slash tour slash thing with a passion because they think it's fake. They think it's phony. They think it's publicity driven. They think the whole peace and love shtick is. Um, it's nonsense. I would say both Ringo doesn't believe that and everyone else does. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. End of segment. Sure. I just think Ringo's an old guy yeah. who's used to being loved and adored. And so yep. he like feels like people want to celebrate his birthday. Yep. Yep. I saw some, um, I was watching some video of, I guess, Paul McCartney performed in Los Angeles last week and, and, you know, Beverly Hills resident Ringo Starr um, joined him on stage and people lost their damn minds. That's the only thing with Ringo is like he has to be paired with somebody else. Like he's not usually on his own. Everybody's like, whatever. But when he's with Paul McCartney, it's like, you know, their world. And it was people of all ages. I mean, it's not just baby boomers. Obviously, it's like it runs the gamut. But um, yeah, they're, they're still really popular. I just think that Ringo himself is he is definitely you know the least beetle you can beetle you can do a solo show with a guitar you can do a solo show with a piano (laughs) nobody's going to a solo show with the drummer yeah probably not yeah well unless the guy's like you know buddy rich he is the show or you know somebody who's just outrageously bill collins or whatever right well right just go listen to the episode of uh Hip Parade yes. on Phil Collins, yeah. which was great. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you were just a drummer in the band yeah. that you were in, that's, right. it's uh, it's not there for you. <laughs> yeah, drummer and not a noted songwriter. There still are yeah. so many people who are just not burgers for the Beatles. I, uh, I say yeah. that in the most loving uh-huh. way. The way there are still people that Peace are not love. burgers Peace for... Love. For Michael Jackson or somebody, so Luke and Andrew yeah, always will be aren't nut burgers for Ringo, and the rest of us aren't. But there is a sizable number of people out there who are thrilled at the idea of celebrating Ringo's birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of yeah. artists that people are still nut burgers for, nut burger would actually be a good addition to the Cheeseburger in Paradise menu, <laughs> <laughs> like a vegan alternative at Cheeseburger in Paradise for all those Buffett fans going vegan. Like there's a whole Luke demographic in that subset. There must be. <laughs> I sure. you would assume so. So there are a lot of parrot heads out there. Nutburger in paradise. 
(laughs) (laughs) All right, are we done with Ringo? Yes. All right, let's move on to technology on technology. Um, They had some emoji talk. I don't remember exactly where this was springing from, but I guess Luke was asking, telling, like, he used to be um, kind of anti-emoji, and now he's fallen into, like, deep emoji language where that's how he communicates, I guess. And Andrew's still a little bit resistant. But they wind up talking about the thumbs up emoji as being, and Luke says he reads it as sarcastic. And Andrew's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Never. I've only read it as sarcastic. I don't, I remember like two years ago, I had a conversation with one of my friends at work and we were like, yeah, but basically when you text somebody a thumbs up emoji after saying like, hey, will you do this? It's basically like giving the middle finger or it's just like, no, thumbs up. Um, I, if somebody sent me a thumbs up, if they're like older, I'm like, oh, whatever, you know, they're like being that they don't know. But if they're my age, I'm like, that's rude. Um, but I also kind of think when people end sentences in a period when they're asking me to do something, I think that they're mad at me. So, you know, I maybe am a little bit sensitive to tone via text or email. I think I'm right on that line, Hillary. I, oh boy, I do not think of thumbs up as automatically sarcastic. In fact, I think majority, I just think it's like, great, quick. Yeah, I heard that. Show of agreement. Yeah, Yeah, I think. Got it. It's the it's a non pretentious way to say Roger that that unless you're Will you can't get away with. <laughs> um, I think I use it on, in our own Slack like like all you guys the time. Come up with I think I do. Start time and I just go, all right, thumbs up. I'll be there. My, I, I mean, I guess is I that sarcastic? Do you think Hillary that I'm saying fuck Mer- y'all? There's no <laughs> way I'm making bit. that start time. <laughs> it's sort of like great job. All right, I just have always like that's the tone <laughs> I. I think if I was giving somebody a thumbs up, like in real life, it would be sarcastic. So then I translate that to, um, <laughs> okay, to text. And I probably don't always read it like that, but if, like, if y'all do it, maybe. But I think there's probably some underlying, like, okay, like I got it, <laughs> like, frustrated, got it. I don't want to talk anymore. Ugh. 9 a.m. Jesus Christ, I hear you. Fuck. Fuck off, everyone. <laughs> kind of. No, it's just like, yeah, 9, we'll see you then. Yeah, it literally means got it. Right. I'm on the yeah, non-sarcastic side, yeah. but except for well, the one in Slack that we use that rotates through all the skin tones, <laughs> that one I feel like has a little bit of an edge to it. Well, this is at one time that Luke and I are definitely on the same side of it. I am I'm pro sarcasm on the I like it when people take up for Luke. I try to do it whenever I can. <laughs> All right, let's go to on our media. Bom, 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 oh, bom, bom. Uh I had I'm complicated sorry, it sounded f- like you were just drifting into the entertainer <laughs> just a little bit. Oh You know, Mike, that song from your childhood. Oh, come on now. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that song, I would have fed it right back in and listened to the song again. Mike had a large collection of ragtime phonographs. (laughs) A lot of straw hats. Um, Okay, I had kind of a complicated reaction to this first story, which is that Luke for CBS Sunday Morning uh, interviewed Hannah Gatsby. Um, 
and they talked about it sort of I, he had already met her once when he first talked about it. And then they talked about it again after he had done the second interview. And he's wondering, and I was I was very happy to hear this because my first reaction was I kind of got mad. I was like, what? Luke doesn't deserve to interview Hannah Gatsby. Yeah, you know, yeah. she's this incredibly uh, smart, insightful person who made this amazing piece of art about um i guess uh marginalized queer women uh and everybody who is marginalized i guess being given or taking the space to actually speak and how white guys need to you know stop making it all about them just you know you've had ten thousand years to talk now it's our turn uh, and I was like, man, I, you know, we've talked about how Luke is problematic sometimes in the ways that he talks about women. And I was like, mm. I don't know how I feel about this, but he really kind of turned it around for me by questioning that very thing. Like, is he the right person to be doing this yeah. interview? Yeah. Couldn't they yeah. have, you know, picked somebody else who's not a straight cis white guy to interview her. So, I mean, they had, I thought a pretty good conversation about that. I, I did. I really, I kind of went on that same roller coaster at first. I thought I was annoyed and I thought why him? And I'm glad that Andrew asked the question and I thought they actually had a, it was like a really sensitive, good way of talking about it. Like I, the, mm-hmm. the conversation got better and better as they went along. And I kind of get it from, Luke, it's like he can't really say no. He can't. He's not really in the position right now to say like. I mean, he did say the note to Tim Allen, but to this, it's like a very well, cool different. assignment for sure. But like, it's a really cool assignment, and I'm glad at least he's reflecting on it. But I, you know, you kind of can't say, well, you know, you know, if she's okay with it, then I'm okay with it, and I want to. Sure. It's it's a you know, and clearly that it's very important to them because I think it aired this morning on Sunday. Um, so they turned it around really fast. Unlike the daiquiri or whatever water (laughs) bed or, you know, all the (laughs) random things that Luke has done. Like this is a really big assignment for them. So, um, no, I'm, I'm happy that there was some reflection on kind of their status and, and what they should be doing as straight white men. Looking at it from CBS's perspective. Um, I, I think, you know, I, as an older uh, white dude, straight dude. I have no idea who she is. I haven't seen her, her comedy or or her, her show. And I had never heard her name before they talked about it on the show. So, um, CBS this morning appeals to me and people like me. Uh, I, I just think that they probably thought that having one of their, you know, straight white guys introduced this concept to the CBS this morning audience might be better than having or or more advantageous to them as far as uh, viewership goes rather than having like, okay, well, let's have guest interviewer Kathy Griffin interviewing, you know, her for sake of diversity i think i think we have to take these steps these baby steps as cbs if i'm thinking of cbs as you know we're we're trying to introduce things into culture but you know 
That's, yeah. I like that. I like the idea of Luke as a bridge between yeah. the yeah. audience he and gets the it. interviewee. Yeah. I also think he's a good like celebrity interviewer. It seems like he like the hip kind of celebrities that they he's their go to now. You know? Mm-hmm. He's he's also in their eyes that guy. He doesn't wear a tie. He wears boat shoes. He rolls up his sleeves. <laughs> but he, he's us. He looks like us. He is us. Yeah. Right. He's white. He he <laughs> translates between the cool kids and the CBS Prime demo. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Like yeah. Elvis Mitchell, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the bad boy of public radio himself. Well, uh, Mike, I don't know if you're interested, but I do highly recommend watching Nanette. It's yeah. on Netflix. It's I, I, okay. I cried the last 10 minutes of it. Solid. Yeah. No, and everybody who I know is funny says it's funny, so it's obviously going to be very funny. I just had never never heard yeah their name it's she's week. funny but more than that it's it's a transformative way to look at comedy really yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it was fascinating i've never seen anything like it but there is a second part to this story which is a more typical luke style story in that uh during the first interview it was really sounded like a complete shit show god like what was it the cameraman or the sound guy or one of the crew guys phone alarm went oh. off three oh. times i would be so annoyed oh my god so annoyed. i and then some like publicity person or producer was just talking at full volume to somebody else oh while luke was trying to interview hannah gatsby um like people were dropping water bottles and I this really shows I think um like a turning in Luke's maturity because 10 years ago the big dog would have come out so yes. hard yes. on all of this and I I honestly think that he could have been a little bit more forceful on right. this like guys knock it off mm-hmm. yeah. especially the person who was just talking Ugh. zip it I I would have I if he had gone big dog, big dog I kind of would have understood it like that's it's so unprofessional and yeah the talking person like listen to how you sound lower your voice what are you doing and they're Wait all professionals go in a different yes. room yeah yeah by the time the phone rings for the third time it better be a recruiter because that guy's done <laughs> right yes I give a pass for the first time because he didn't think the alarm would sound out loud but then the second and third etc times <laughs> you are losing points real fast Ugh. Ugh. but he kept his cool i'll be i'll be interested to see this one i think it's I, me too. pretty good the instant um, feedback on the stens page appears to be positive i believe it aired as we're recording this morning oh okay so. Yeah, I wondered because I saw the beginning and there were a couple of uh, rerun segments. So you never know if it's going to be all rerun or if they're just on like a oh, slower do summer production special. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I know I've seen the story about seltzer water before, and it was just as interesting <laughs> the second time around as it was the first. That is the most CBS Sunday morning <laughs> topic. <laughs> I know I've seen that seltzer water story previously. 
But is it a slightly different one? Did they add in some more stuff? <laughs> Did they find a way to ease me into the idea of seltzer water? <laughs> they need a white guy to do it. all right let's keep it on the same theme of um, gender dynamics and representation and sensitivity and move on to the next conversation which is that um, Luke and Andrew were guests on the podcast Battle Tactics for Your Sexist Workplace. Both Jeannie and Eula have been on TBTL, so we're familiar with them. Um, And they dance around this for a long time. Like, should we even say the name of the podcast? I don't know. I don't want to put pressure on them to use our interview and their story because we've now talked about it publicly. Guys, you don't don't need to worry. (laughs) Don't take that into consideration. I'm sure... They don't care. Um, And they're kind of worried about being the woke white guys, like called on to testify for other woke white guys. And were we woke enough? Were we sensitive enough? Were we in our heads too much? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The answer to the last question for show. Yes. We got to throw your... talk. Just be. God yep. damn it. Yep. We got to get throw your phone from Catherine on this. She says, listening to them discuss Luke with Hannah Gadsby and the Battle Tactics podcast was earnest, but I still had a lot of thoughts. I feel like for the Seattle is dying panel and the Hannah Gadsby interview, Luke could make room by just saying no. I get it's hard to, but he keeps asking on the show, what do I have to offer? And the suggestion that Battle Tactics interview a less woke, quote unquote, person would be so exhausting for those women. I could not ask them to put themselves in the position of interviewing an idiot. I could hear them honestly trying, but still falling into the traps of, why don't you tell me how to help, etc. It's hard. I have sympathy for you straight white guys. You are (laughs) swimming in waters that you... We're not prepared well, for, and some of you do a better job than others. That's all. The the language, though, in that in that throw your phone bothered me just a little bit. In that, um, she she said that uh, interviewing someone who didn't agree with them on on everything in their podcast would be interviewing an idiot or something. There might be people out there with valid, you know, points, yeah. and maybe there's somebody reasonable that they could interview that has that that thinks they should be able to you know jump on chicks in the office i don't know <laughs> you know it's i try i, I try Masterfully like, uh, put. i occasionally on um a, you know uh, a slate podcast they'll have like on the political gap fest which john dickerson is not like super liberal he's a journalist so he's pretty like you know down the middle as far as a lot of things go he'll definitely represent both sides but on sometimes they'll have oh, that guy ross but, um, doubt ha- I don't know how you pronounce his Do name. Doubt or whatever. Do I, yeah, I don't, have a, I don't know and how to pronounce I, it. I immediately delete it. I know he's, he's a smart an ass. person, uh-huh. but he's an ass, and I don't want to hear it. Like, I know what he believes, right. and I don't need to be lectured about abortion. Like, go away. You're a man. Like, I, I don't need to hear about it. And I, I get it. Like, I get having people from different sides, and I think that's fine. Sometimes I think there's a right side and there's a wrong side. Like, I just think that there yeah. is. There's not really a gray well, area. For for sure, but but I, what what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that we're in an era, and I'm as guilty of this as anyone, 
where as soon as I sense that you don't agree with me, you're an idiot. Yeah. You know? but <laughs> it's I, just the language. We don't need to go to idiot. You know, we, we, we could go, we could, true. we could pull up short of that until we can, you know, prove it beyond all doubt. Sure. I guess. I don't know. I think there's a lot of fretting about like, we don't talk anymore. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think, I think that, you know, white people all just sort of agreed to be friendly with each other for the last few years. And then now it's like, oh, we don't, I don't know. I just, I think that we've always kind of been on different sides of things. It was just before it was a little bit more segmented out about like, you know, we all agreed on this and then there's like black people. Are, but, but now so, I'm mad. So yeah. <laughs> the rules have changed because yeah. I'm pissed off. Yeah. I think Catherine's point is a little idiot. Catherine's point is a little bit more towards the, the idea that it's still the mm, oppressed person or the minority yes. person or the discriminated yeah. person who has to be the one to do the labor yeah, and yeah. that everybody else can just sit down and yeah. be educated oh, or yeah. whatever. So I, I totally, think, I yeah. totally get what she's saying. I j- it just, the, the, the idiot thing uh, <laughs> triggered my mind to like, yep, that, that guy doesn't agree with me. Idiot. You know, <laughs> Michael Jordan was better than LeBron James, and you're an idiot if you don't think so. You know, I submit you maybe you're watching too, too much, much sports. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Y'all are idiots. <laughs> Thank you for your nuanced take. <laughs> right, I'm a master at it. <laughs> All right, third on our media. Uh, topic was uh, Luke is very excited about this story that went around that Kamel Nanjiani had to bail on being a guest on Conan's show at the very last minute, like half an hour before the show started. And instead of freaking out, Conan just turned it into comedy gold and yeah. talked about the fact that Kamel stood them up. And instead of uh, promoting Kumail's movie, Stuber, sounds great just from the title i don't know judging books by the cover uh but so instead of promoting stuber they thought that they would instead promote this little little movie opening against it called the lion king (laughs) and uh just sort of made hay out of the whole disaster and conan had his assistant sona on and interviewed her she's gold i do i've said before i really agree with luke that conan's podcast is fantastic and we had a conversation on here some months ago about whether conan was still relevant and all of a sudden i am back on the conan train man i don't watch a show because i don't have cable and i don't stay up that late but i think he's he's great and luke was wrong i it's conan didn't go to one weekly show he still does like four nights a week it's just half an hour instead of an hour yeah yeah so he can do other things and change it up but i think camille got offended when when uh conan went way over the line had some of the lion king actors on <laughs> and, and was interviewing them i i what i was so flummoxed by with this whole thing was not camille was not conan it was luke's like insistence that camille has any power when filming a right. tv show Right. Also, Luke has <laughs> right. lived in Los Angeles. What are you talking about? You cannot yeah. get from the beach to Burbank at like whatever he films, probably five. Five. You can't do yeah. that. 
you can't do that in less than two hours. I, so I, it's so it seems so weird to me that Luke thinks that he would have power in that. And Kumail is, I mean, Kumail's star has risen in that. Sh- it's risen like outside of the. But show. But he's not getting choppered from. From right. right. To <laughs> no, I I totally agree. The idea that the producers of Silicon Valley would give one shit about a completely unrelated Kumail product, yeah, and yeah. getting him out to promote it, and I'm sure. Sorry, contract. That, yeah, here. yeah. I'm sure it was thousands of dollars to yeah. have to not have him or go back and do reshoots or change their plan or whatever. They, they didn't care one way or another. No. And they're all unionized. Like these camera guys aren't like, Oh yeah, we'll wait for you. You well, know, that's it's so it's such a silly way of thinking about it. There's mm-hmm. it's, it was, it seemed odd to me that Andrew was the, you know, voice of reason in this. He's like, no, well, I don't really think they could do that. It looks like, well, I don't, I don't know why not. <laughs> not that big of a star. And and then uh, when we had part two of this story and uh, Luke had listened to Kumail come on Conan's podcast, which I had listened to that day, so I felt very smug that I was all up to date. Uh, uh, Luke had to concede that this was definitely, definitely not a bit, as he had been so suspicious that it was all just some weird bit to drum up ratings for Conan. It wasn't. It was a thing. And... Uh, I thought the best comment Kumail made about the whole thing is he's like watching it unfold. It was the best talk show thing I've ever seen. Just unfortunately it was centered on me. He's like, if it wasn't about me, (laughs) I would have loved every second about it, but he was totally gracious. They were both gracious to one another. And uh, I think it turned out really well for everybody involved. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when you're a sport about things, you know, see um uh, uh Matt Damon, you know, mm-hmm. and Jimmy Kimmel, when you're a sport yeah. about things, it, it can be incredible comedy. Yep. Yep. But I I like Camille. I think he's great. I do so. too. I'm yeah. still not seeing Stuber though. No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's an action movie, so I'm out. Yeah. Isn't it with um What's Some the wrestler guy, guy from wrestler? In... Oh yeah, WWE. Uh, he was. Oh boy, now we're doing the thing. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Dave Bautista. Sure, isn't that who's in it? Yeah, Batista. So. Batista. I think I call him. Um. So yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. I had nothing to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, news we can use. Uh, a government administrator in Iowa was fired, but not because he's a Tupac super fan. Such a non-story. Yeah. It really is. I had a bunch of people post this on Facebook, and they were like, this guy rules. And I am and I agreed with Luke when he was like, we need to get the story out fast because something's going to come out, and this guy's going to be problematic in some ways. And it, It's honestly problematic, sort of. It's just weird. I don't think it's cool. I think it's weird. Like... I mean, whatever, listen to whatever you want to, but like, I don't know, using this guy who's been dead for over 20 years, who's, was not talking about you. I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Yep. The only highlight for me about this conversation was just the timing. You know, when you see something in the world and then you see it everywhere in the world. I walked into Mm -hmm. the pizzeria last night, Lovejoy Pizza on Main Street in Buffalo to pick up our 
post Italian festival dinner because we didn't get enough Italian food at the Italian fest. Are you kidding me? You picked up pizza. <laughs> one, one time, Emily, um, this was before I moved down here, and she she called me. She'd like taken a special side trip to some uh, great donut shop from dropping Cullen off in San Antonio. And uh, while she was on her way home, she stopped at McDonald's and got uh, like the ch- a couple apple pies or cherry pies or something. And, and we were on the phone, and I said, didn't you just buy donuts in san antonio and she's like oh yeah yeah i guess it did so you bought pizza on the way home from the italian well, festival here's the thing <laughs> we, we walked down to the italian festival it's a bit of a walk from here every time i have to say here's the thing that's just st- i'm stalling for whatever lie i'm going to tell no we we did a lap through the time festival we each got a, a tiny meatball slider and we split a a risotto stick a deep fried risotto stick which was this all sounds very erotic snack portion <laughs> it was it was quite sexy um and we got in line for our free cheese sample from the cheese sponsor okay um, i can get i thought you could I actually took a picture of so the free far. sample sign i meant to send it to you <laughs> And Mike's so we coming around, but we didn't get. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. We didn't get anything else. We didn't get anything entree sized because it's outdoors. You're standing everywhere. It was hot out. Uh-huh. All the pizza and stuff there was, you know, pre, pre made. You know, it's yeah. not fresh out of the pizza oven. And then there was also, uh, you know, the Italian sausage would be the other thing to get. But the the good Italian sausage at the festival is a place where we can get it any time. I'd rather just grill it at home. And Sam doesn't like that as much as i do and so we just didn't have a real dinner we walked around we had a bunch of little snacks a few little snacks and we thought well we still need a real dinner we'd rather eat in our air conditioning so (laughs) we ordered the pizza walked back home got the car i went and picked up the pizza and i walk into the pizzeria which gets back to my story and there's a tv over the (laughs) coke cooler (laughs) and it's playing like the the cable tv music channel it always is there and tonight they're th- they're playing throwback jams with a Z, and it's course, Tupac's. Obviously. It's Tupac's. How do you want it? From all eyes on me, and because it's the TV channel, they put up an image, but then they put up trivia questions. And the trivia question was, <laughs> "Did you know Tupac Shakur played Janet Jackson's love interest in John Singleton's 1993 film Poetic, Poetic Justice. Justice?" Of course. And I looked up and I said, "I did know that. Thank you, TV." <laughs> Did you know that Jada Pinkett Smith and Tupac were buddies? And they once did, um, like, a, you remember when you would go to Six Flags and you could do a video of, like, a song, like, you could perform a video of a song that was popular? Do, did y'all ever do that? I'm aware you know of it, about? generally. But I, I know never... what you're talking right. about, but I did, I'm not that I narcissistic, did, Hillary. I did, one, <laughs> I did one of Vogue. It was really good. I played Madonna, and my cousins were my backup dancers. But Jada Pinkett Smith and Tupac did one to Parents Just Don't Understand by Will Smith, who Jada Pinkett Smith later married. And more Tupac trivia. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to figure out where we can find a copy of the video of Hillary doing Vogue with her cousins. Oh, I have it. Oh, I have it. Don't worry. I have it. I have it. My cousin sent it to me. I'll send it. I have a digital version of it, too. (laughs) That made it all worth it. The other trivia question that popped up was that that uh, Tupac's poetry book, The Rose That Grew From Concrete. I was like, I was aware of that as well. 
I don't actually have any commentary on the story. I just like that Tupac intersected into my life twice this week. <laughs> sounds like sounds okay. like you're the Tupac super fan. <laughs> all right. Think think we can all agree it's a hard knock life for the government administrator or not. Iowa? Uh, anyway, picky eating. This week in picky eating. Uh, Arby's created the Merit as a publicity stunt, uh, and the guys are offended. In I guess, I don't know. They described the, the, the making of the Merit, the constitution of the Merit, and I was not that off of the Merit. It was like, you know, a piece of turkey, just like... With some sauce on it, and they baked it up or something. I mean, or fried it up. I tuned out. What's wrong with that? I just completely went blank for the entire description of the construction of the merit. Because merit. I knew they yeah. weren't going to get yeah. it right. <laughs> and I, by right, I mean it. I mean Luke and Andrew. I knew they weren't going to describe it in any way that I could follow. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. ah, twenty-five seconds of blankness. Well, that's because you're probably just mostly out on all things Arby's while I'm mostly in on all things no, Arby's. Oh, so I that's love the Arby's. the difference in our interest level. Arby's. Okay. I'm in. All right. All right. We got some, some common ground. Ann and I are building a, a meat bridge. <laughs> a bridge. <laughs> <That's> nice. <laughs> Not a sneaky one, though. Mm-mm. Curly fries? <laughs> we don't do that here. Oh, I yeah. love the curly fries where you get just a little... Oh, yeah, the curly Little fries, bitty yeah. burnt ends, the crispy bits. Oh. Yeah. I mix up some horsey and some, some Arby's uh, sauce, and that's that's my dipping sauce for the curly fries. Yes, please. My mom used to take us to Arby's when it was still five for five. Oh, my mom. That was our spot. <laughs> the Arby's in downtown Bellevue. She would take me there all the time. Those were good I days. My mom. Uh, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> All right. Enough. It wasn't the Arby's that got her. It was the smoking. So. <laughs> Can we move on from your meat bridge to discuss the merit? Please. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, the only thing I have to say about the merit is the whole oeuvre of the Arby's marketing. It's it's comically over the top, and I feel like it's going over the heads of Luke and Andrew. Like, oh, yes. getting mm-hmm. into this masculinity thing, and oh, man. I almost just I said know, they were meat. so They were so mad about, well, this is just not realistic. They're not going to put this into production and have it on the menu. And I was like, that's not the point. Right. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Like, if, if it had if they're offering it as like an add-on to the sandwich, I would be, yeah, throw a couple of merits on there. Let's let's uh, give it a day in court. <laughs> you know what Why I like? That? I like a sliced pickled merit. Mm. It's a nice touch. <laughs> All this is just Arby's messing around, right? It's right. just, I mean. I know, they're fucking around and you, we're all falling for it. Yeah, you can't awesome. say guerrilla marketing for like a multi-billion dollar company or whatever, but they're just, <laughs> they're just doing attention they're grabs. They're tweaking That's people. That's all it is, yeah. yeah. They're, they're tweaking people and it's in a very harmless way and it's cool. I just, I'm still a little bit mad because we moved away from Kyle just less than a year before Kyle got an Arby's. Oh. And 
That's a blow. If only. I would have been much happier in Kyle had that. Well, uh, Carl's Jr. closed because they had um, they had teenagers working there that um, I don't know if they could operate. I mean, I was worried about how they even got there, mm. much less how they were going to get home because they 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 couldn't they couldn't operate a restaurant. So I'm sure the Arby's is run by the same kids. So I guess I'll just I'll just keep going to Buda. And just remembering what could have been in Kyle for for me and Arby's. I feel for you. Could have been a great comfort to to me and sometimes secretly, you know, Emily likes the little Arby's. <laughs> Don't tell me. First sandwiches. All right. Sorry, I was waiting for the end of the So no, go ahead. No, that's it. First sandwiches. <laughs> our bodies are a wonderland <laughs> we know this um luke and andrew differ about the grossness factor of the guy using his bare feet to change the channel on his screen on an airplane uh luke feels that feet are less gross than your hands and andrew makes the point that it's a question of cultural acceptability not hygiene uh oh for two uh, Duh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a frustrating conversation to listen to. For me, I don't know about y'all. I think I spent. But also, more... wasn't the guy handicapped? Like, I don't understand. No, he no, wasn't handicapped. No. No. Oh, okay. No, then no, I wasn't no. listening very no. well. Have you watched the video? No, no. Oh, yeah. I suggest uh, anyone before they weigh in <laughs> on this. <laughs> Watch the video. Watch the video. Because yes, there there may be you know there may be like great health benefits to using your your toes if you have them to to scroll a, a screen. On, oh, this on your is flight, why you're but... triggered. <laughs> Hurtful. I mean, I could still do it. Just, there's no heat in that plastic that's gonna. Like advance the right. ball across the screen, you know right? What I mean? We gotta get you Wait, a pair of those touchscreen gloves to slide on. Does, right, just, do your yeah. prosthetics have toes? Well, yeah, they're they're you know they're ducked together, you know, duck footed together, but, oh. but they're shaped they're shaped like toes to fit in shoes. That's cool, you know, because we're I'm not a monster. I wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I spend more time on airplanes than the rest of you. Correct. Um, yes. Thank you for your service. <laughs> I would be mortified. I don't usually spend time on airplanes that have these touchscreens because it's usually you know short little flights. But I would be, I would be so pissed if I saw this. <laughs> uh, to, to Luke's point, I wash my hands throughout the day. I don't wash my feet yep. throughout the day. To Andrew's uh-huh. point. This is America. Um, right. <laughs> uh, no, I, yeah. I think I think that the Venn diagram, a TBTL favorite, of places where using your feet as a as a digit, you know, as a as a working uh vestige uh for something like this, and the places where you're on a plane like this are it's a very slim overlap. So I, I find Andrew's argument thin. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. I think turning your bath on and off, that's, you know, maybe that's number one on the list. Uh, <laughs> it's a long ways before we get to, like, touchscreen on, on an airplane as far as a utility I want to see in your disgusting feet. Not, not to brag, yeah. I'll pick things up off the floor, like, if it's like a, a sock. Perfect example. Something I can sort of grab onto with my foot and then sort of pick it up a little bit so I don't have to bend over to get it. I'm proud of my ability to do that and the little bit of flexibility I have. Um, But I would not pick up anything that I'm going to touch with my hands and then eat or do anything else with. Yeah. 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 Some tough stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Not like the sports radio good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Tough stuff. That's tough stuff. Tough um, stuff. All right, let's move on. Peter Gross. If you're going to beat, you're gross. Just kidding. Whatever. Um, all right. I love Get at me, ant- ladies. I have none of that. Um, I like it. This is, a, this is an Anne special, special title that I really enjoyed. Uh, let's dispassionately discuss the news story and not get into our feelings at all. Um, <laughs> this is the guys talking about the really kind of silly New York Times it's not silly but the New York Times story about podcasting um kind of focusing on this one woman who did with her partner did six podcasts and then like let it go um and we're at peak podcast and you know there were definitely some interesting parts of the story and I'm sure we probably are a little bit at peak podcast but these guys just they're they're so sensitive and they like they can't talk about it without getting their feelings hurt a little bit, which I don't know. I mean, I actually thought maybe it could be a good discussion, though I I don't think that the article is great. I thought maybe that it could be a good discussion reflecting back on maybe there are things that we could change a little bit. Maybe we could make it a little bit tighter. (laughs) And I agree. There are different types of podcasts. I listen to a lot of different types of podcasts. We all do. You know, some that are very, you know, reply all, which I love that they were like thought they were again, that they thought they were being super subtle about what podcasts they were talking about. It is, it is, you know, very crafted. Though there are times when they mix it up and we'll have, you know, a little bit more of a discussion when they have What's-His-Face on. Um, who's the head of... Um, what's Adam? Is that his name? Oh, uh... uh Davidson? No. Yes. Uh, no. Gimlet's Alex Bloomberg? Bloomberg? Yes. Alex yeah, Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Alex Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex. Because there's two Alexes. Um, it'll be a little bit more loosey-goosey about that. But anyway, there are just different po- types of podcasts. There's conversation. There's you know, very researched and meticulously crafted ones. And that's okay. But also you can try to make yours better. It just doesn't have to be this loosey goosey. We talk about whatever, whatever all the time. I don't know. I just, I was kind of annoyed by it. And I actually found it really uncomfortable because they, they can't get out of their own way on this. (laughs) Well, when the story made a point of calling out two white guys who just talk (laughs) unedited for two to three hours, I was like, ooh, (laughs) that's going to touch a nerve. Yes. And like they can reflect so well on certain things, but other things they just, for some reason, podcasting and exactly how they do it, they want it to be exactly the same with no input whatsoever, whether it be from listeners or from APM. And APM lets them have a pretty, you know, loose uh, leash, but... It, you know, if they're ever called on to do, you know, talk about their goals, then it's like, oh, why are they doing this to us? 
And I think Luke gets sensitive about all this stuff because he feels like, and rightly, he was a pioneer in all this. Yes. I mean, yes. Mark Marin came to him for advice yep. on yep. starting a podcast. Yep. And so to be kind of sidelined or left out or as he feels diminished from the conversation, mm -hmm. I think really stings for him. I, I agree. And, I you know, I used to like not get my feelings hurt, but I was so loyal to TBTL that it did kind of when Mark Maron started to get popular, I was like, but hey, or even when Kumail, not in podcast form, gets popular or Lizzo or whatever, you know, you feel like well, they were started here. I do kind of feel like, I don't know, it's kind of their fault a little bit sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, they, they were pioneers, but they also didn't do anything really besides joining APM to promote themselves. Right. They I mean, certainly haven't hustled. maximized their opportunity, I think. No. no. Because it's hard. I, I think, I think, uh, I, I'm, I'm, a lot of people start podcasts. I've done it myself <laughs> and, and concluded <laughs> it and, and helped start another one. Uh, it seemed like that the the article and I think a lot of people in general like the the snarkiness out there is like yeah everyone's gonna start a podcast it's gonna be some bullshit no one's gonna listen to it or like it and you're gonna stop doing it after five minutes it's it's like they're saying don't even try mm -hmm. well yeah if you have something to say yeah you know and, and you have something to say it with do it don't do it alone that's what I'm saying don't do it alone um have a partner Never. but but have something to say and and just do it and if it catches on it catches on if it doesn't it doesn't and you're under no obligation to keep doing it you know don't shame people for for trying right things because you know you never know something might really hit but um the the podcasts that i sneer at are the one the podcast downs where it's obvious that like someone has reached a certain level of fame and someone tells them, Oh, you should have a podcast and they have a podcast and you, you tune into it and it's nothing, you know, it's boring and stupid because right. they, they're just doing it to have a podcast. It's yeah. more part you of know, a branding those corporate podcasts. Are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, he yeah, is right. I heard that. I'm like, please don't do that. You know, I did hear that ad for the Sujin Pak one. It was like American Express. I'm like, literally, who's going to listen to that? Like, <laughs> who's listening to that? Oh, real douchebags, you know, like, <laughs> psychopath <laughs> douchebags. Well, and there's an underlying assumption here that everybody who does a podcast is doing it because they want to get rich and or right, famous. Right, all right, the right. talk about it, getting advertisers and, you know, that's the goal of all this is to make money. And uh, there's a whole legion of those of us who are hobbyists and do it. And you have right. to really love it in order to do it and ha get something other than monetary compensation out of it like we do like this fellowship we are and very, friendship we are and very self expression rich, guys. <laughs> yes that's All true love <laughs> and this story just ignores that to your, to your point and the reason I started my first podcast the takedown podcast was because I would be I would be chatting g chatting with uh my friend Matt um, all day before I'd go to work because he'd be at his, you know, boring day job and I was working in a restaurant at night and um, he was he was so bored and we would just chat and he made me laugh a lot out loud, which doesn't happen a lot 
for me. You know, it's like I'm a grump and uh, I'm not easy to make laugh. And then I, you know, after like two months of it, I'm like, I need to find a way for more people to hear this guy. I mean, he's super offensive. Uh, he's, he's, he's in a lot of ways, an awful person. I I have never, never known a Mexican stoner with more rage than that guy. (laughs) Great husband and father. Great husband and father. Solid banana Republic Uh, model. But the, the, the satisfying thing for me about starting that was that, you know, people got to hear him. We had maybe two, three hundred people listening to the show. And but we we built this small community and it was a lot of fun. And that that's that's the thing is, is it doesn't have to be a success uh, monetarily or, you know, yeah. fame wise or whatever. It can it has there are other rewards in doing this. And and we we're we've reaped them so greatly mm-hmm. from this. So Absolutely. no, I'm sorry. Our, Keep doing your stuff. Our podcast everyone book club doesn't have enough sponsors. <laughs> our Wednesday night bowling league doesn't have enough sponsors. It's just a thing that we do to get together. <laughs> All right, my we didn't come up with like a good spoof, or I can't believe you told that joke. But my question: What is the big announcement? What is it? They they teased it, and I listened on like excitedly listened on Friday, thinking, "What's it gonna be?" I'm sure it's about the three thousand and nothing, nothing, zero. What is it? I I kind of knows. She just Phyllis. Come on. She never lets us in. That's not cool, Phyllis. Uh, we also have a big open spot for the bus listen for this week. <laughs> um, um, hip parade. <laughs> the bridge. It was the bridge edition. It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did think when they were talking about the Hannah Gadsby stuff, even though it was maybe like irritating in some ways, I thought it was a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. So, so that was what day was that Monday Monday yeah I think it was Monday yeah and also it was Luke's All first right. episode back so yeah just in general there's some zhuzh there you go oh I want to make one last moment complaint <laughs> the reason I I don't like it when one of them takes time off is then the first week after they come back is spent explaining everything that happened the previous week, like relitigating all the conversations so that they'll be Uh caught up on what they missed. And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. the listeners, we heard this all already. Stop wasting my time. Right. Just come listen to LRB (laughs) and then you're done. Yes. Or, you know, maybe Luke could listen to his own podcast to find out what happened when he was gone. Can you blame him for not though? No. He's got some 90 day fiancés to watch. <laughs> 90 DF. Yeah. Uh, housekeeping. <laughs> Buy stuff from us at littleredbandwagon.com. Uh, we've had a little uh, uptick recently in the merch. Yeah. Thank you for that. Oh. Yeah. My awesome. threats are paying off. Something like that. <laughs> uh, not well enough, though, because your threats to get people to archive TBTL have fallen flat we're still uh, i'm not as passionate about that it doesn't line my pockets 
I mean, maybe we'll have to think about it and do like a reset on the archive project. I think so. I think yeah. that's wait, our very important business meeting coming up. I think this is on the right. agenda. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Buy yep. things from Amazon like you know you're going to anyway at littlebrandwagon.com slash Amazon. And then we get a few precious, precious pennies from those purchases. We're probably about due for an Amazon show. I don't think it's going to happen at the end of this month because we're all a little busy getting ready for the picnic. But so let's bank on the end of next month. We'll... Uh, We'll recount all the embarrassing things you bought. I thought you were going to say a few precious pennies to buy our precious moments. And I was like, Bobby, no. no." I wonder if they sell precious moments (laughs) figurines on Amazon. (laughs) No, Bobby, no. Uh, Down. It's those those dead black eyes on the white. (laughs) Every time I close my eyes, that's all I see. Uh, Possible show title. It's those dead black eyes. Oh, no, I'm already, I'm naming the show Shotgun Schadenfreude. Um, <laughs> Earbuds and Earworms this week is a grab bag episode. So uh, just uh, just a, just a play in the hits from the listeners. Cool. I like it. I like those cool. kinds of shows sometimes. Yeah. Me too. Um, all right, get involved. Uh, our website is littleredbandwagon.com. Uh, throwyourphone.com y'all been using it keep using it we love it um, join us on our Facebook page we can take it if you need to criticize us it's fine we can take it we'll respond to you too and not in a passive aggressive way we'll have an honest discussion we'll be, we'll be um, super aggressive actively aggressive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fuck you I know where you live fuck yeah, me that's... fuck you yeah, right. We'll do. Uh, yeah, I won't even do the thumbs up. Like I'm not gonna do it. I'm just gonna do a, you know, middle go mattress finger emoji. Man on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail Send us a voice memo. They're super easy. I did it twice. I had to redo one. It's easy, and you feel you sounded like, great. Yeah, the voice memo works well, even in you know hungry. Um, or in the car at Starbucks on my way back to Austin. So it, it's, it's primo. Um, yeah. <laughs> fax Bobby your butt or cruise lines or like any scam to 617 So weird. So weird. Um, I'm- <laughs> Who sewed those? Who sewed them? That's, that's your Buffalo Bill. That, that guy right there. Should be in prison. Oh, my gosh. Okay, with that, Anne, get us out of here. You got to go. Get us out of here. Until next time, this is the next party. Oh, Edgar Martinez signing autographs uh, in Cooperston is making me tear up. Nailed it. Did we? (laughs) TBD. But should one? (laughs) See you next week.
So who needs a movie?